talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to a new and exciting Buckeye Talk. Doug Marie Summel. I'm always here. I'm not exciting. But guess what? Tyler Shoemaker is here. And you've heard him before. You've loved him since he first came on Buckeye Talk. But we's always, we always introduce T-Shoe as the unofficially official, officially unofficial bookmaker of Buckeye Talk. He's all official now because this is the Buckeye Talk gambling show, betting the bucks, Buckeye bets. I don't know. We're going to come up with a good headline for it. But Tyler Shoemaker, you are here. You and I are going to be here every Friday doing a gambling show about Ohio State, about the Big Ten, about National College football. You don't have to be a gambling expert to enjoy it. But we're leaning in a little bit on this. Nathan, Stephen, and I are going to do our regular game preview. That's in the Buckeye Talk feed, as always. We're not taking anything away from the Buckeye Talk listeners. We're giving more. And that's because we got a smart guy, and we said we want T-Shoe in our lives. How do you feel about joining us every Friday on Buckeye Talk, Tyler? Doug, I'm so excited. We've talked about this for so long, and you know, to, to make that finally happen is, is really exciting. Yeah, we are, we are fired up. So get used to this. Again, our plan is going to be this. You don't have to be a gambling expert to do this because, as we know, Ohio does not yet have legalized sports betting, but it will on January 1st. And we also know there are a lot of you around the country that do have legalized sports betting and are Ohio State football fans. You won't be listening to this. So we're going to start off every episode of this Friday show where Tyler, who is an Ohio State fan, we're going to talk about the Ohio State game, the line, the over-under, some other bets with that game. And Tyler's going to talk about it like an Ohio State fan. Because, Tyler, do you find, does your wallet supersede your heart, or do you try to keep them separate? If there's a great bet that kind of goes against Ohio State, do you bet it or not? And there's no wrong answer. We're all friends here. <laughs> well, it, it is really difficult. I, I try my best to keep them separate. I think the farthest I'll go is betting like an under, you know, infamously betting like the Tulsa under last year. That's about as far as I go that, you know, quote unquote against Ohio state. So if the values on the other side, I generally just stay away. Yeah, no. So we're, a lot of it's going to be, we're, we're not here in that segment to tell you to bet against Ohio state as an Ohio state fan. Cause people listen to this because they're Ohio state fans. Maybe it's stay away or maybe it's find a little wrinkle, right? Because I mean, let's, let's be honest, Tyler, the Tulsa game, it was an infamous push, right? Was it not? What's one of the most infamous pushes in your betting career? Yeah, it was awful. Well, and I actually got a bad number. So that that total closed at 61, which is what it ended up at. But I actually had bet it at 60 and a half, which is, you know, I'm constantly just banging the drum for the number matters and getting the best number. And I didn't in that instance. And it cost me. (laughs) So you wind up, it's like, oh, I love the Buckeyes. I love them with my heart and soul. Please don't score. Right. You wind up in a situation like that. that. That's a tough spot to be in, but it, but it's even worse. You know, if you bet against them and you're, you know, cheering for the other team to score to, to make some money. So that I, you know, I don't I don't want that either. <laughs> yeah. So so that's not what we're going to do here. But we're going to talk about the Ohio State game in betting terms. Right. Then what we're going to do is Tyler and I are each going to make a best bet from the power five conferences, SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10. We'll each make one bet. Dumb guy, smart guy. Right. Everybody loves dumb guy, smart guy. Right. Goes back to what's that thing with the mice and the men? <laughs> goes back to that, right? You can figure out which one is Tyler and which one is me. Possibly at the end, like Tyler's going to hit me in the head with a rock. I don't know. You got to do what you got to do. So that's what we're going to do. And then at the end, it's money-making time. And that's where I'm going to get out of the way. And Tyler's going to tell you why he loves the Miami, Ohio versus Idaho game, because that's where money sometimes can be made. But Tyler, we want to start off with the Buckeyes hosting Notre Dame, 730 Saturday night. Ohio State's a 17 and a half point favorite. That has jumped a lot from where Ohio State opened as a favorite months ago. 59 and a half points for the over-under. Those two numbers, there's one that makes me a little nervous and one that I really like. What do you think of those two numbers for the spread and the over-under? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts because you and I didn't, didn't talk about this beforehand. Also, as far as the lines right now compared to my numbers, the total is about where I would expect, and it, it opened like exactly where my number is. So I, I projected at 58 and a half is not 59 and a half. So not, not much value there. A uh, ton of money right now on the over. Uh, as far as the spread though, like you said, this opened Ohio State minus 13 and a half back in the summer. And now that's just been steamed all the way up to 17 and a half. So if you did like Ohio State, I hope you bet them back in May or June. 
because now all the all the value on Ohio State is is gone from the full game perspective. But when you look a little deeper at some of the derivative uh, options that you have to to bet on this game, I like Ohio State minus six and a half in the first quarter, and that's predicated on Jim Knowles, a young, hungry defense going against a first-time starter in Tyler Buckner for for Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman making his regular season debut, you know, nighttime in the shoe. I just, I think there's a perfect opportunity for Ohio State to jump out early. And, you know, that doesn't mean they have to kill Notre Dame for the game, but if they can jump out early before Notre Dame makes adjustments, you can catch this bet. I like that. We talked about, I think it would be good for Ohio State to lose the toss because you can say, oh, win the toss and take the ball. Nobody takes the ball. But if Notre Dame wins the toss and defers, get CJ Stroud on the field, try to go up seven, nothing on the first drive and put Tyler Buckner on the field down in his first start in a tough road environment. I like that combination. I like that bet. I also like the over and here's why this is, uh, we're going to do a lot of this where Tyler, this is like calculus versus first grade edition, right? And I'll just tell you when I got to third grade, the times tables absolutely murdered me. My dad and I would sit at the dining room table and do times tables. Multiplication, I thought that was it for me. I thought I was going to drop out of school in third grade. So, you know, we're just real talk here. Last year combined, so Ohio State last year gave up 22.8 points per game. Notre Dame gave up 19.7 points per game. So combined, they gave up 42.5 points per game. A year ago, Ohio State, 45.7 points a game. That's what they scored. Notre Dame scored 35.2. That's 80.9. So I went, I tried to average, all right, what you scored combined and what you gave up combined. And that average is 61.7, the middle of that. That's higher than the over-under of 59.5. Now you can say, well, I think the Notre, the Ohio State defense is going to be much better. I also I do think they're going to be better eventually. I'm not sure it's going to be snap your fingers and go. I like Notre Dame to score 20. I like Ohio State to score 40. Elementary school math, 40 plus 20 is 60. I like this over. I feel better about the over than I do the 17 and a half because I don't think they're going to completely shut down the Notre Dame offense. So I'm scared of giving up 17 and a half. I think there's a way where Ohio State can clearly be the better team, control most of the game and not cover. So the 17 and a half scares me a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I, don't disagree with that at all. I mean, like, like I said, my, my number's right on where the over under is, but I think what you say makes a lot of sense. And I mean, and with the way this offense projects to be, I mean, I, I don't know how Notre Dame's secondary is going to hold up. Uh, and Nathan and I were kind of talking about this earlier. I think the, the script for this game to go over and or for Ohio State to cover the 17 and a half the game script would look a lot like the Purdue game or the Michigan state game last year, where Ohio state just comes out, lights it up early and takes them completely out of what they want to do and forces them to, to get in a track meet. Uh, I mean, we saw Michigan state, you know, they came out and they stuffed Kenneth Walker right out of the gate, lit it up. And then Michigan state's out of their whole game plan and it's off to the races. So, uh, and that, that was a game that went over too, if I, if I recall correctly. So I, I think you're, I think you're right on with your, with your logic there. This is unusual. It's hard for people, I think, to wrap their head around it sometimes, Tishu, where it's a top five game and it's a 17 and a half point spread. Caesar Sportsbook sent out some information. They say it's just the third time in the last 25 years where a top five matchup, both teams ranked in the top five, where the spread was 17 or more. That's how unusual it is for these teams to be both in the top five in this kind of spread. One, not surprisingly, was the 2021 playoff game after the 2020 season with Alabama and Notre Dame. That was an 18 and a half point spread. Alabama favored 31, 14. So Notre Dame like couldn't hang with Alabama, but they covered. So I don't know if that sticks in people's heads at all. And that that's, that's like Mac Jones, Devonte Smith, Najee Harris, Alabama. Right. So I, so I don't know if that would back people off giving up the 17 and a half, why? What's the explanation from a betting standpoint of how we reach this point? Is a lot of times people are like, well, Vegas is always right. So are the voters wrong? Is Notre Dame ranked too high at number five, or is this just a reflection that it's kind of Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and then there's such a gap to everybody else that Ohio State would be favored by seventeen and a half 
over everybody in the country except for Alabama, Georgia, and maybe Clemson. I don't know, but maybe even Clemson this year. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I, it's not necessarily – so I've got Notre Dame power ranked at sixth in the country. So I, okay. I, don't, think, I don't think they're necessarily misjudged in terms of their ranking. But, and this is where kind of the math of what I do uh, diverges from, you know, an AP-style voting. A ranking is one thing, but a rating is a kind of gives you the nuanced context between how far apart teams actually are. So you can be, you know, only four, three, three spots, three, four spots apart, but be, you know, 14 points apart. So, yes, you know, that's, and that I think, I think that's what you're trying to say there. So I, I think, I don't think they're misranked. I just think the rating difference, I just think these are just two different caliber teams. That's going to be a, an important distinction that I bet we're going to is going to become clear on this kind of podcast: rating versus ranking. Ranking whew, boils my blood. Rankings make me crazy. Ratings, ratings, ratings. Just math, and math is ingrained in the science of nature. I don't know, right? Math is I don't know who figured out math. Aquarius or something? Some guy in Greece who had like a thing. I like math is math. Math exists. I mean, rating college football rating is it's ingrained in the fabric of the earth. You can't control it. You don't. When you do your ratings, Tyler, you, you're not rigging the system. You're just letting the math emerge, right? Yeah, that, that's that's a great way to put it. I'm, I'm just letting the numbers emerge. That, that's exactly right. If anybody knows who invented math, Hippocrates, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to say syllables that sound vaguely Greek until I hit on something. Thessalonians, did he invent maths? Anyway, we'll figure it out. That's for next week. We'll figure out who that, invented maths. Yeah, that, that's probably offensive to someone somewhere. So, <laughs> no, I know. I, I just, is it offensive to, to smart people? Is that what you're saying? Like, there's mathematicians out there like, Mike, who is this guy? And this is what we're doing here. Again, have you guys figured out yet who's the smart guy and who's the dumb guy? We'll reveal it at the end of the pod. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's time for our picks from the Power Five conferences. We'll do that next with T Shoe on this new and special Buckeye Talk. Doug Maurice and Tyler Shoemaker. So Tyler, as people get to know you on this podcast, T-Shoe, Tyler, T-S, the maven of South Carolina, the Dunkmeister, you're a basketball trainer. We have lots of names that we can call you. How did you come to this? Once upon a time, you were just a man. And now you're the official bookmaker of Buckeye Talk. What was the transformation? Yeah, that, um, so I think I think we've talked about this before, but I I started kind of recreationally betting in 2016 or 2017, you know, just just doing it for fun, just throwing a few bucks on a game uh, here and there. But then I'm like, man, I'm I'm so competitive. Like I don't like to feel like I'm just throwing my money away. And also I I have seen, you know, like Bill Connolly has his FP Plus and there's FEI and there's all these other rating systems. And I'm like, okay, those people are very smart, but at the end of the day, they're just humans. Like there's a, there's a method to this. And I studied it and it's been a ton of trial and error and, and tweaking the formula over the years. And, and I've certainly lost, you know, my fair share of bets over the years in experimenting with different formulations, but each year, you know, I, I try to get a little bit better, a little more sophisticated with it. And, and this year, I mean, my spreadsheet is nuts. It looks like the um, S and P plus it's, it's nuts. I've got numbers galore and formulas galore. And my, Google sheet crashes half the time because there's so many formulas set up in it. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that that gives me a better edge uh, going into this season. So this is like a proprietary formula that you have crafted over the years. And again, when you put your information in, it spits out a rating for teams. And that tells you what the lines and the over-unders should be for all these games, right? Yep, that's right. And and the the over-under in particular, like projecting the totals, I think, separates me from a lot of there's a lot of computer models out there that will give you ratings and spread projections but very few you know like i said sp plus and fei come to mind as as two of the very few other ones that also do totals and give you actual score projections so do you have and and i'm listen nobody gets everything right do you have numbers of what you've been hitting on lately and 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 for people who, who wonder about this because here's the thing. Here's the difference between Tyler Shoemaker and your friend, your cousin, your nephew, your neighbor. Your neighbor 
only talks about betting when he or she wins and they don't tell you about the times. It's like, man, I can't believe she wins all the time. It's like, yeah, because those are the stories that she tells when she went to the casino and lost a hundred bucks in 17 minutes. She didn't come home and tell everybody about that trip. She told you about the time once every six months where she hit big at the blackjack table, right? Hey, he didn't tell you about how he was 0 for 9 on his sports best the previous three weeks, and then he happened to hit one. Now he's telling. That's life. That's not tissue. You put it out forward. Lots of times on social media, you say, here's where I am, so people can prove it. So when you say, this is what I'm hitting at, you can't wriggle out of it, man. This is your actual numbers of how often you win. Yeah, and someone actually, you know, kind of gave me credit for that on, on Twitter this this week. Like, man, you're you're courageous for doing this, you know, as, especially as toxic a place as Twitter can be sometimes. But yeah, you know, I, I put my projections out for every single game, every side, every total, every team total, every week ahead of, ahead of time. I, I usually tweet it out on Mondays, then again on Wednesdays as the lines update, and then I'll tweet it out one more time before before the noon kickoff on Saturday. You know, so I'm I'm held accountable. I'm transparent. Um, and that's important to me that, like you said, that I'm not just some tout that's, you know, claiming a record. And I've actually got my record here since 2019 when it, when I really started to put a system together. Uh, I am 363 wins, 282 losses, and 15 pushes, which is 56.3%. Now, if you're new new to betting, I'm, I'm glad this came up on, on our first episode of this because this is something I, I really wanted to point out to people. The difference between a sharp better and a baby that's flipping quarters and, and picking teams is literally 5%. So five games out of every 100 is the difference between a sharp and, and the average Joe. So you could, say, you could say the average Doug. That also <laughs> You're allowed to do that. So 55% long-term is the gold standard in, in sports betting. You talk to any professional better and they tell you, like, I, I aim to hit 55%. So for the last three years, I'm at 56%. So that, you know, that tells me that I'm, I'm heading in the right direction, that I'm, I'm on the right track with my, with my system. And also that includes the goofball pandemic year, which I think was probably difficult in that year. And then I know affected analysis of 2021 because it's hard to go off 2020. Yep, that's that's exactly right. So 2019 was phenomenal. I don't I don't have that record specifically in front of me, but it was excellent. And then 2020 was weird and very difficult to project. And then because that year was so weird, it led to weird numbers last year. Uh, so you know, this is really the first real year I've had since 2019. You know, with with what I feel like is good data uh, to help me be you know forward projecting. And just let me tell you, folks, listen. We're not bringing a guy on if he's under 56%. We just wouldn't do it. That's just the standard here at Buckeye Talk, right? So this is what we're going to do. I, I, by the way, I, I'm under 56%. <laughs> so, <laughs> so whatever it is. So if you're 56%, then I can be 44% and we'll, it's, we're still as good as a baby flipping a coin. So that's my goal is to be 44% correct this year, Tyler. Do you think I can do it? I have faith. <laughs> Thank you. So what we're going to do. So I'm going to pick with Tyler in these power five conference games of the week. We're each going to pick one. And again, hold on for money making time at the end, where we're going to do the Idaho and Troy games. Let's start in the big 10. I like a particular, it, let, let me ask about week one real quick. Is week one easier or harder? Uh, you know, I, someone, someone asked me that the other day and it, I don't know that I have a general answer. I think there are opportunities if your preseason numbers are are accurate and and coming off of last year, like I said, they I expect them to be. I think there is opportunity to have a better edge early. Um, but then again, the flip side of that is as the weeks go on, you get more data from this season to go off of. So I I don't I I don't know. It's maybe slightly better if you have better data coming into the season. I think it's interesting. I'm, I have four games. Four of the games that I picked involve like very famous teams. And I think the number is very similar on a lot of them. And there's two that I like giving the points and two that I like taking the points, which is based on like my analysis of those individual famous teams and whether I think people are underestimating or overestimating them a little bit. And I think that's more true in week one because we're just carrying more perception, especially games where you have new coaches, 
new quarterbacks, new defensive coordinators. It's like, okay, well, you have numbers from last year, but how much does that apply, right? I think probably is, I'll ask you one more before we get to the bets. Is college harder or easier than the NFL? Because it's like, okay, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I kind of know the deal. Yes, they lost Tyreek Hill, but I kind of know the deal there. You don't get that in college. Quarterbacks last two years, head coaches, coordinators change all the time. You don't have as much consistent data. By the time Brady was done in New England, you knew what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were all about. You had a decade's worth of data when you're trying to bet the Patriots that is relevant. Stuff that happened 10 years ago at Ohio State has no relevance to what Ohio State is going to do on Saturday against Notre Dame. So is college easier or harder to analyze in the NFL? Yeah, so from like the the trend standpoint, it, it definitely is harder uh, to, to your point because you'll see, you know, certain betting accounts and stuff will tweet out like, oh, Ohio State is 10 and 0 the last 10 times they've done, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, well, that doesn't matter for this week because none of those guys, you know, were a part of that. Right. But to your, to your point, in the NFL, those type of trends and stuff can carry a little bit more weight with me um, because of the continuity. So, yeah, no, certainly. I mean, a team like, like USC, for instance, coming into this season, very difficult to to rate and to kind of have a feel for. But generally speaking, I, I think it's it's fine. But there are certain exceptions like that where your whole roster just gets turned over and you get a new coach, and uh, it is very difficult to to project. Okay, given all of that, my Big Ten bet is Michigan, and I'm going to take Colorado State getting thirty and a half versus Michigan. Jay Norvell, new coach at Colorado State. They were bad last year, but Jay Norvell is an offensive guy. His first year at Nevada, they were bad. They went three and nine, but they still averaged 28.1 points per game his first year at Nevada. I think Colorado State, he's going to make them a little bit better offensively. If they can score close to 28 points, I don't think Michigan's scoring 58. And I like Michigan's offense more this year. I think they have real receivers. I like Donovan Edwards a lot. We know they're having this kind of interesting quarterback thing where Cade McNamara is going to start week one and then J.J. McCarthy is going to start week two against Hawaii. Their defense isn't going to be as good. This is not a, a bet that I, I think Michigan's going to be bad this year. I don't think Michigan's quite the playoff contender that some people think. This feels like a heavy number against a Colorado State team that I think is kind of moderately competitive compared to some of the other programs that are playing big time teams this week, 30 and a half feels like a lot. I'm not, I'm not sure Michigan's going to Michigan's going to score 30. I think Michigan could win this game like 27 to 14. I also think they could win it 45 to 20. I, I don't think they're going to win by 30. So I'll take the 30 and a half with Colorado state. I like it. I like it. It's funny. Again, we, we did not share our picks with each other before this. My Big Ten bet is Michigan, Colorado State under 61 and a half. Okay. And, and that's, that's my Big Ten bet because this opened at 58 and a half. So the totals climbed three points. And that, that is a red flag for me. And to, to your bet, just so you feel a little bit better about it, that opened at 27 and a half and has jumped up three points. So when that line moves three points, that's, that's a, a red flag for me to come in on the other side, generally speaking. Um, and right now, 75% of the betting tickets are on the over as well as 82% of the money. And I projected at 54 and a half. So I'm getting like a touchdown of value plus the market indicators kind of tell me that that, that the under is the right side to be on. So does that make me feel better? Does an under pair nicely with the dog getting 30 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look at us riding into the sunset together <laughs> on the first bet of the year. I feel great about that. Let me compare that directly with my pack 12 bet of the week. Rice is awful. Rice, I think, is a substantially worse program than Colorado State. And USC is only giving 32 and a half to Rice at home. And I think Lincoln Riley is going to want to put the toys on display from the jump. Like, like Rice, is, Rice is terrible. Rice last year was ranked 120th in the nation in scoring defense. They gave up 36.2 points per game. I don't know what Lincoln Riley is going to do to them, but Lincoln Riley wants to show people that this is real. I think he's going to keep the foot on the gas. I think, is it going to hold up long-term? Are they going to be able to do it against Utah in the middle of the year? I don't know, but you can do it to Rice. I think this looks like a, a 49 to three kind of game to me. And I am very happy to give the 32 and a half in this one and take USC. I like that. And I like your analysis because I, 
this is not a best bet for the pod, but a bet that I personally have already made is Rice USC under 64 and a half. And that total's already dropped like three points. But to support you again, that line opened at 35 and a half and is down to 32 and a half. So you're, again, you're, you're coming in on the right side of the value there. Look at me. All right. Hey, by the way, when I, when I make a dumb bet, you can say it. Just make sure you say it when I'm dumb. All right. What's your Pac-12 bet of the week? This was, this was difficult for me because I, I almost went uh, with the Rice-USC game. Uh, but like I said, because of the, the number had moved so much off my bet, I didn't feel comfortable giving that out. So my Pac-12 bet of the week is UCLA minus 23 and a half. Uh, this opened at 26 and a half. So again, that, that that's Bowling point. Green, right? Bowling Green, they're playing. Yep. Yep. UCLA and Bowling Green at UCLA uh, opened at 26 and a half. And shockingly, 67% of the money is on Bowling Green that, that's driven that line down early in the week. I projected at 24, so not a ton of value there, but it is, I am getting 24 is a key number. So I'm getting on the right side of the key number. But again, that, that moved three points and I just, Bowling Green has just been awful for the last, I mean, forever. So I, I just can't imagine UCLA not, not covering three and a half touchdowns here. People think UCLA might do something this year. Like if you're looking for a Pac-12 dark horse, Dorian Thompson Robinson, right? Did I get that right? Yep. The quarterback yep. there, like a veteran QB. It's always nice taking veteran QB in week one. I think Chip wants to show what's up. Chip Kelly, the UCLA coach. Uh, I like that side. Again, that doesn't feel that doesn't feel heavy to me, right? The two LA teams kind of have very not great programs coming to town and they both, they both might post 40 point wins. So we're, we're thinking we like those sides with the two teams in LA. And also we could also call those the big 10 bets of the week. Because soon we, enough, we, we could have, we could look at us being big 10 homers, <laughs> the Bruins and the Trojans. We can't help it. Let's go to the ACC. This is one of my plays of the year. I don't know if people are conflicted about Clemson. I have them in the playoff. Some people don't have them in the playoff. I know they lost both coordinators. I know the quarterback play wasn't good last year. The defense is going to be great. I think quarterback will figure it out. I believe in the DJ lost 30 pounds kind of thing. They're only giving 22 and a half against Georgia Tech. The last two games of the year last year, Georgia Tech lost 55 nothing to Notre Dame and 45 nothing to Georgia. The last two times they took the field, they lost 100 to nothing. And they're only getting 22 and a half against the second best program of the playoff era that is coming off a weird year that included a 14 to eight win over Georgia Tech last year that frankly Clemson probably should have lost and was a cue to this is going to be a bad Clemson year because they had lost to Georgia. They almost lost to Georgia Tech and then they went downhill. But I don't think that's who Clemson is. I think Clemson is closer to Clemson. And so then to me, if, if Clemson was coming off a normal Clemson year, I feel like this line would be 31. So I feel like only giving up 22 and a half, I'm getting a lot of value. And by the way, they know they almost lost to Georgia Tech last year. I think Dabo has been reminding them of that. I like that also. So I'll give Clemson minus 22 and a half against Georgia Tech. People are not going to believe that we didn't speak prior to this podcast. So my ACC bet of the week, I'm right in lockstep with you. And I, I, I like your bet. I like, I, I considered the Clemson team total over 35 and a half, but I, I settled on Clemson minus 12 and a half in the first half. I think their offense has a whole lot to prove and they know that Dabo knows that. I like, I don't, I don't know how Georgia tech scores. So I think there's going to be a lot of three announcers. where you're going to create some extra easy, easy possessions with good field position for the offense. And I, I just can't see Clemson not being up 28, 35, nothing at halftime. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm, I'm considering, I haven't bet this, but I'm, I'm probably going to end up betting this as well. I, I think this is um, a, a really good pick. I'm getting nervous because I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling pretty smart. I just nailed seven <laughs> times seven, seven times seven. I, that one I got forty nine. Bang, seven times eight. That one always got me, right? <laughs> Fifty three, right? I mean that, that one I still. So seven times I'm feeling the seven times sevens, and then I know the nine times nines, right? Then with all the nines, the the answer adds up to nine. So like nine times nine is eighty one, and nine times eight is seventy two. Those I nailed, killed the nines. The eights gave me some trouble, right? 
Don't drop eight times six on me out of nowhere. So anyway, I'm feeling seven times seven right now, but it could get a little hairy because the last two picks of the week, I don't know. I don't know what to do. SEC, I didn't like anything. So I'm betting narrative. And I also don't like the word narrative. I'm betting storyline. Florida State has played. LSU has not. That line is only three and a half, but it's Florida State getting three and a half. And I feel like LSU threw $10 million a year at Brian Kelly to come in and save the program. And it would just be a little rich to me if Brian Kelly lost his first game. It's on Sunday night. It's at LSU. This could get away from Florida State. And maybe Brian Kelly's like, yeah, this is what I came here to do. But I don't know. So there wasn't an ACC game I loved. So I'm going to take Florida State with the points. Having played last week, they ran the ball pretty well. I mean, I don't love Mike Norvell, but maybe he'll eventually get it together. This would be a big win for Florida State if they could get it. I'll take them plus three and a half, but I don't love it. Okay, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't love it. I, LSU is one of those teams that we talked about that, like, they had a lot of transfer activity in and out. You know, they, they got seven banks from Ohio State. Yep. Um, so I, I, I don't love it. That, that would be a stay away from me, but I'll, I'll be rooting for you. Thanks, man. Bye. My so I also am going to fade an SEC team here. I'm going Memphis plus 16 against Mississippi State. Um, that line opened 16 and a half. Uh, quickly was bet, was bet down. I think it got as low as 14 and a half uh, at, at one point. The sharp betters really jumped all over Memphis. And 98 percent of the money there is on Mississippi State. So like everyone in the world is except the sharp guys are betting uh, Mississippi State here. I project this at 13, so I'm getting a lot of line value. So I'm going to go uh, Memphis plus 16 uh, against Mississippi State. Do you like betting against the d- dumb average dugs of the world? Is that an indication to you if the public is heavy one way? Generally, generally, yes. Yeah. I'm in the public, so I'm moderately offended by that, but I would bet against <laughs> me too. Yeah, there, I, there, yeah, there, there's a reason that, uh, you know, odds makers – bookmakers do so well so yeah i I like i like to be on their side more so than than the average better (laughs) hey average better listening to this i'm with you guys so it can be us against tissue and all those smart casino guys in their fancy cars with their with their suits and their sunglasses and their gold chains we know how you are tissue you act like you're a man of the public and you're just here to take our fake money on buckeye talk all right last one i blame the big 12 for this there are two Big 12 games happening on Thursday night as we record this, so we couldn't take them. Five other, five other, five other Big 12 games are playing FCS schools this week, which is like sometimes they don't even make lines for those. So there's like no options. There's only like three Big 12 games that we could even pick. So I don't like any of them, and I'm mad at the Big 12, and I like the Brent Venables higher, but I'm not so sure they're going to be great right away. And I think UTEP is somewhat significantly better than rice. UTEP had a winning record last year. I'm taking UTEP plus 30 against Oklahoma. This is one of those where I'm talking about the lines. Why is USC only giving 32 and a half to awful rice, but Oklahoma is giving 30 to moderately competitive UTEP. So that's why I took opposite sides here. I'll take UTEP plus 30, but it's the big 12's fault because my options were so limited. There's our first disagreement because my big 12 bet of the week is Oklahoma laying the points. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, because I think Oklahoma is really underrated coming into this year. I mean, from their, their season win total uh, to, to this line, I think everything says the market is really undervaluing them right now. I wouldn't love this at, at above 31, but because the last time I looked, it was like 30 or 30 and a half. I, I would lay 30 or 30 and a half. I wouldn't go above 31 on this, uh, but it opened 34. I'm sorry, it opened 32 and a half. I project 34 and a half. And I, I just think it was one of those storylines where Lincoln Riley leaves, Caleb Williams leaves, Spencer Rattler leaves, and then everyone just jumps ship. But I mean, I think they're going to be fine with, with Dylan Gabriel. Obviously, he's not as good as Rattler or Williams, but he, he's fine. He's good. He's good enough to, you know, score a bunch of touchdowns on, on UTEP this weekend. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ride Oklahoma here early in the season while they're, underrated and I, I think i think eventually the public will catch on but for now uh, i'm, I'm going to try to take advantage of them being a little underrated according to my numbers i, I like going head to head this is good we didn't plan it we didn't talk about it beforehand so those are our five power conference picks when we come back i call it money making time tyler is going to give you his upset of the week which he's going to do every week and then he's going to get in the weeds and i'm going to sit back i don't like weeds 
I, I would rather tell my wife to, <laughs> to go take the weed whacker out. So I'm going to sit in my lounge. Now I'm going to sit in a folding chair. Now I'm going to sit in a lawn chair. I'm going to sit in a lawn chair and put up my feet and drink an iced tea, an unsweet iced tea. And I'm going to let tissue go out in the weeds and win you some money next after this. All right, time to make money. That's part of the goal. We want to have fun. We want you guys to be able to listen to this pod and say, oh, this is what these guys picked. Then you watch the games and you say, ha ha, Doug was wrong. That's fun. I like doing that on other pods when I hear people make bets. Ha ha, that person was wrong. So you can do that. So like this is, you don't have to be a hardcore gambler to enjoy this. I I like this kind of inside talk anyway. But also if you want to bet, we're going to try to make you some money for a guy who hits a 56% of his bets. Tishu, what's your upset special? So my upset of the week, and to to clarify what this means, this this is not just a team that's not the favorite because you know there are a lot of like two and a half, three point underdogs. I don't consider that a major upset. Like if I'm going to give you an upset pick, I want it to be at least a touchdown. So my upset pick of the week that's at least a touchdown underdog is Cincinnati against Arkansas this weekend. Uh, I project this game like Arkansas minus two which is essentially a coin flip. That's basically home field advantage. So uh, I projected a coin flip. I know Cincinnati lost a lot, uh, but the market tells me that Cincinnati is a sharp side here. I also, uh, best bet is going to be Cincinnati plus the points, but from a money line standpoint, uh, they're like plus 210. So, you know, you can double your money by by betting the, the money line here. And, and we'll try to use, you know, again, people who aren't used to all this stuff, plus 210 is sort of like, 2.1 to one, right? So if you, if you have a dollar, you would win total $3 and 10 cents on your bet. Cause you get your dollar back. Plus you get an additional $2 and 10 cents. So plus two ten, that's sort of like basically two to one, which is pretty good odds for a team that just made the college football playoff, right? This is an established program. I don't think Cincinnati's falling off a cliff. They lost a ton of guys to the NFL draft, which was a reminder of how talented they were a year ago. But they have real options, I think, at the skill positions. They have a real defense. Luke Fickle didn't forget how to coach overnight. And it's not like Arkansas Alabama. You know, I mean, like, like Arkansas is good, but I think there's a chance that Arkansas is overrated too. So I like this money line at plus 210. All right, that's the upset special. Now give us the games and tell us why, Tyler, maybe there is an opportunity to find margins, to find edges in the games that aren't the ones that are going to be in prime time on ABC or ESPN, the games that aren't the big noon game on Fox, that not as many people are paying attention to. Is that the chance where a guy like you with a system can win? Yeah. You're, you're very rarely going to see me give out a, a best bet. that's like Ohio state, Notre Dame, or, you know, the marquee game of the week. And the reason for that, is because when you think of the betting market, it becomes more efficient the more people that are betting on it, especially the more attention it's getting from sharp bettors, because then it's going to get more attention from odds makers on crafting the line. Whereas some of these more obscure games get less attention, so the lines are less efficient. So someone like me that has a system that that's really focusing in on every single game can take advantage of those. Okay. So I don't know how many you're going to give. I don't know how long you want to be in the weeds. You know, it depends what kind of weeds it is. Sometimes those weeds have thorns. But sometimes a weed is just a dandelion, which is God's trick. It's beautiful. And then after a while, it gets that big puff and it makes 50 other weeds. It's quite a trick. I fall for it all the time. Dandelions are lovely. So it depends what kind of weeds that you're in. Do you want to go in there and make two picks? Or do you want to go in there and make nine picks? One time on a, the one, one time we went to Europe when I was uh, in high school, my family, we went on like a bus tour and we went to all these places and we went to one of the, they went to some restaurant, I don't know, in Belgium or something. And I swear the, the salad they gave us was weeds. The weeds had thorns in them. And so that's what I assumed. They eat thorns in Europe. It's like, I don't want to go back to Europe. I don't want to eat a thorn. So I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're whacking the weeds. I don't know if you're pulling the weeds or I don't know if you're gathering the weeds for a salad. I don't care. Just win the people some money tissue. All right. So my, so I, I've, I've given out, Upset special of the week, as well as Cincinnati plus the six and a half. My next bet is going to be Boise State money line at positive money plus 125 at Oregon State. 
I project this as Boise State minus two and a half. They are two and a half point underdogs. So again, huge, huge value there. And just a side note, follow me on Twitter for a bunch of good, just betting strategy and information. So the reason I'm taking the money line instead of taking a two and a half points is because statistically the value that you get by betting the money line and getting the, the 125 to, you know, bet hundred to get 125 is way better than, than taking, than taking the points. So we're going money line here, really anything three or under, I, I encourage you to take the money line instead of the points. And so, just to be clear, a money line is you're just picking the team to win as to opposed win. to if you were betting the, the spread, you would be getting Boise State plus two and a half points. So if they lose by one, you win your bet. If you take the money line, it's a win or lose proposition. But when you bet the money line on an underdog, what you're going to wind up with, as Tishu was saying, is you're going to get more money. If you bet $10, you're not going to win $10. You're going to win like twelve fifty or something like that. So you're going to get extra money when really when what Tishu was saying is if you're betting the team plus 2.5, you don't think, ah, I nailed this game. They're going to lose by one. You actually think they're going to win. That's why you're betting them plus 2.5. So then just bet them to win and win more money. That's what T-Shoe's explaining here. Yep, that, that's exactly right. So I, I run 10,000 simulations of every game, of yeah, of, of every game. And for this matchup, Boise State won the game outright 56% of the time. So uh, to me, this, this is just a no-brainer money line pick versus taking the points. And that's who Boise State against who? Oregon State. Oregon State. Oh, Jonathan yeah. Smith. Everyone likes the Beavers. They think they're going to be better, but I, I get it. Boise State's good. Okay, that's a that's a good big bet. Any more weeds you want to pull here? I've got one more weed, okay. <laughs> and that is Coastal Carolina and Army over fifty three and a half. I project Carolina the the Chanteliers, the Chandeliers, the Chocolatiers, the Shankaliers. I can't Chant- remember what they are. Chanticleers. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Is it a wizard? It's it's a bird. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're in the Carolina. Do you yeah. have a Chanticleer in your yard? Have you seen one with your binoculars? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> oh, it's not a wizard. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll get better. You'll learn wildlife on this show as well. Okay. Sorry. My bad. We're just in, informing the masses here. Yeah. So this, this opened at 54 and a half. It was bet up to 55 and a half uh, and then got bet back down. But I, I think... The perception with Army is that they're just this slow plotting triple option team, which isn't entirely wrong. But the problem is they're super they're super efficient, and Coastal Carolina's defense is abysmal, and their offense is awesome. So, like I said, I I project this game at sixty three. So a lot a lot of cushion there on the line. So really like this to go over in my simulations. Uh, it went over seventy two percent of the time. Ooh. Wow. So how long when you run those simulations? Is it like one simulation, two simulations. You got to no, run it, or thank, is it faster than that? Yeah, no, thank God it's like instantaneously. But oh. but but that's but that's one of the, you know, when I reference becoming more sophisticated each year, like that's one of the things I added kind of to the toolbox this summer. So that that's been a really nice thing to have. Did you do that when you were like playing uh, football at recess when you were a kid? Before you could rush, you had to say one simulation two simulation, three simulation, and then you could go attack the quarterback. Yeah. Um, all right. So like, we're definitely going to win, right? Is that, is that how this works? Like you definitely win when you do the math and you put, you put time. I know that I lose because I go, I don't know, Michigan. But when you do actual research then you automatically win 56% boom shakalaka. That's probably the most frustrating thing about it is like, I've spent, like I told you the, uh, last week when I was on the pod, like you doing finger math, comes out to similar numbers that I got by plugging in formulas all summer long. So, you know, that, that's the frustrating part about it is I put in hours and hours of work and win five more games out of 50 than the average person. Because <laughs> this is one of those things. Sometimes you're exactly right. And then a guy running for a touchdown trips over the 20 yard line and fumbles when he should yep. have scored the touchdown for you to win your bet. So that's the beauty of life. Because guess what, Tyler? We want to run simulations, but we don't want to live in a simulation. I'm not living in the metaverse. I'm living in the real world. <laughs> where real college football is played. That's what makes it fun. And listen, college 
football is going to change a little bit because gambling is going to be legal everywhere. It's already legal. So many places, Ohio is slow on the draw everywhere around Ohio. You can already bet. You can bet in West Virginia. You can bet in Pennsylvania. You can bet in Indiana. You can bet everywhere. Ohio had to get there. We knew they were going to, everybody's going to be there eventually be an adult about it. Right. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Sports are fun. And for a decent amount of people throwing a couple bucks on a game that you happen to be watching on TV or going to can make it a little bit more fun. So if you're trying to have fun, then maybe tissue can help you win instead of lose while you're trying to have fun. If you're trying to do something, if you're trying to say, Hey man, I wouldn't mind trying to do something here. This could work for you too. Cause this guy's running simulations that then you don't have to run, but just be smart, be cool. Be like Fonzie, right? I mean, what's the, you know, what's the big deal? Don't, don't bet over your head. And if you feel like you're, you know, it's slipping away from you a little bit, there's no guarantees because some 19 year old kid is going to trip over the 20 yard line and you're going to feel like throwing your TV out the window. So let's not do that, but we see what's happening in society. Let's have fun if you want to, or be a little more serious and see if you can make a little change on the side with T-Shoes help, right? T-Shoe, I mean, you've been in this, you've been doing this. How long has South Carolina had legalized gambling? They, we actually don't, and we'll be we'll be one of the last states God, to get it. We're we're so felon. What are your yeah? What are you? Are you are you on what? You're you're like you are you in a back alley right now? So uh, well, tissue <laughs> finds a way, right? Tissue finds a way, but it's just a much more accepted part of the sports landscape, which is why guess what? We started a gambling podcast for one of our six podcasts a week on Buckeye Talk because this is where we are. Tissue. Yeah. No, and and you're exactly right. I, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I can give, you know, aside from numbers or anything, is just being disciplined with your betting and not, you know, oh, I'm I'm down today. So let me let me bet this late game just to try to catch up because then it then it just spirals out of control. So being disciplined is is really the most the most important thing you can you can do when sports betting. And the second most important thing is don't listen to Doug. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm 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 a clown man. It's a mathematician not, not, and a clown. Not when it comes to Oklahoma this week. Yeah. <laughs> so just just Follow when in doubt, follow tissue and let me wander off in a field of dandelions by myself. Okay. We're going to do this every week. We'd love to have you. If it's not your jam, that's cool. We get it. But I think there's, I think tissue, it's one of these things. I think it can be interesting to talk about gambling, even if you don't want to bet on anything, because it's sort of like, it's a, it's a, it's a, a look inside the minds of other, of somebody like you, which I think is fun. And then it's like fun to track, you know, it's like, Hey, Oh, the coastal Carolina army game comes up on the ticker on Saturday and it's, you know, 42 to 30. And you're like, man, tissue nailed that over. Right. Stuff like that. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then also if you win 10 bucks, then you can go to Chipotle. So uh, thanks to you guys for, to you guys for giving this a shot. It'll be here in the feed on Buckeye talk every Friday tissue is locked in and tissue man. I told you when we got the okay to do this, I was shouting. I was so excited because we've really wanted to try this. Sports betting is coming in Ohio. And the thing we said is, you know, back in the day, listen, you could just say, hey, I don't know this. I don't know that. And like, we don't want to do that. anymore. If you're going to either don't talk about gambling, which is great. Most of the time on Buckeye Talk, we don't. But if you're going to talk about it, you can't talk about it like a ding dong anymore because people might be betting actual money on their phone based on what you say. So it's not fair to people to pose as an expert and be like, I don't know. I took 11 seconds to think of this, right? You're a real expert, which is why we wanted you here. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely happy to, to do it. And it's something I, I really enjoy. And I've, I've really enjoyed, you know, so far once we made the announcement that, that this was official, you know, my Twitter kind of blew up and people were messaging me and, and, uh, tweeting at me and you know just showing a lot of support and I've, I've really enjoyed my interactions with with those people so give the twitter account again because again you post a lot of inter- interesting betting information there people just going to want to get more educated generally what is that yep follow me on twitter at buckeye tie 23 i tweet everything that i bet i tweet out uh transparently ahead of time uh and you know any nuggets any bits of information i'm still researching results from 2021 and and you know, tweeting out some, what I'm finding there. So anything that can help us be better, betters the week ahead, I'm, I'm going to do and tweet out for free. My wife reminds me of this on occasion. There was a time 
where uh, she had been really disciplined uh, in her lifestyle. And at, at one point I said to her, you know what? I think in the last six months, we've lost a combined 52 pounds. And she said, you lost two pounds. And I said, in the last six months, I think we've lost a combined 51 pounds. <laughs> That's my goal here for me to walk around and be like, hey, <laughs> Buckeye Tuck, you guys here were hitting it. 54%. And it's like, you're at like 63 and I'm at like 38, but I'm just walking around and be like, yo, I'm part of the show, man. We're winners. Right. So I'm throwing in with you. And as a result, I'm dragging you down. So enjoy your reputation, whatever it is right now, because now I got my hooks in you, brother, and you're not getting away. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I'll, I'll live with that. And you know what? People, people are so excited for our partnership, not only in the betting context, but to see you dunk, I've gotten so many, I've gotten so many tweets about you dunking and progress videos. So just be, be ready to dunk next year on your 50th. I am going to go out to the basketball court in my neighborhood and I'm going to do a before video. And then you can see how far away from dunking I am and how much progress we have to make. So when that happens, you may quit the pod and change your phone number. (laughs) Because you're like, I, this is a lost cause. I cannot get this guy to jump. Or maybe you'll just send me calf exercises or whatever your trainers do to make people dunk. I don't know what it is. Do you put like shoes with springs on them? Is that a thing? I don't know what to do. No, no. But <laughs> okay. you, you, you tweet a video of you trying to dunk, and I'll tweet a video of me dunking, and we'll 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 meet we'll meet in the middle by next year. <laughs> Again, th- we should call this podcast "Meet in the Middle." But the yeah. real secret is is that the middle isn't really the middle. It's like the middle's like, you've got to come like 80% of the way. And I go 20% of the way. And we call that the middle. So at least so, we meet, but you're carrying the load. So it's, it's, it's like we're married. <laughs> yeah, it is. And guess, guess which, which, which part of the partnership I am. I think we all figured it out by now. All right. That's our initial edition of the T-Shoe Spectacular. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed bringing it to you. We'll be back here every Friday. And guess what? The rest of the week, we'll be doing the Buckeye Talk like we always have. Find the, the game preview with me and Nathan and Steven. And then, of course, we'll be back for the post-game pod after Ohio State and Notre Dame on Saturday night. For now, for Tyler Shoemaker, I'm Doug Maurice, And that was something probably called betting the Bucks or Buckeye bets or something on Buckeye Talk. Buckeye Talk.